We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo! Baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek. And now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Jerzynski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Pierzynski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate. And here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posenek getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudin's a no. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow, that's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on the Hot Corner. Mike and John with you tonight. John Sukanik, that is. Joe also there behind the glass. We are talking controversial baseball topics that we have not heard John's opinion on yet. We've discussed robot umpires. He is against them. And we've discussed... The state of the game and whether or not he views it like a lot of people do as a negative and he also does not he views it as baseball and baseball baseball's baseball right baseball is baseball <laughs> and one thing i hate is people who don't love baseball trying to change it just leave it alone if you don't like baseball don't watch it yeah you don't need to watch it yes plenty of us are and it's just fine i think baseball is just fine so the next controversial topic i wanted to get to was actually kind of referenced in that open there can I say that I hate the A's real quick? Absolutely. They're just they just were on the highlights. They're beating the Angels, who I also hate, but it just bothers me that Oakland is Oakland. And they're good. They're well, always good. They have just scrubs and nobodies, and they're all good. All their prospects are good. Every trade they make is good. Every guy you've never heard of turns out to be good. I just I'm jealous of <laughs> Oakland, but I hate them. Well, just the other week I was telling you how much I hated Oakland. Because the Yankees had gotten swept by them in Oakland. Yes. And then they Welcome lost the, the first club. game in Yankee Stadium. But then the Yankees had two incredible comebacks against them, so I hate them slightly less yeah. at the moment. You'll, it'll be back. It's cyclical. DJ LeMahieu walked off, and then the Yankees scored like four runs in the last inning to win. Boy, how good is LeMahieu? Signing of the year. They stole him from Colorado. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> that, dude, that guy is filthy good. When I, was up, uh, when I was up at Safeco this last week watching the Yankees, it's just... He's just a ball player. That he's the best player in that lineup. He is yes. he is awesome. Every he will hit the ball wherever it is pitched. Yeah. He and is really good. He doesn't pull if he doesn't have to. Always going the opposite way. And I haven't checked it in a while, but a couple of weeks ago I saw his average with runners in scoring position is like four fifty. Yeah, I believe it. He's always getting hits with runners in scoring position. He already has his career high in RBIs and he's a leadoff man. How about that? Yeah. 
Next controversial topic was kind of teased in the open here as we were playing uh, fight clips from the, our, our various teams. And then we also had the uh, Rugnetto door punching Jose Bautista in the face in there because that's the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> and a lot of people, I'm noticing a trend on social media. And, and, you know, be careful using social media as your gauge of what people are are saying and feeling. But, I mean, in, in this instance, it's what we have to gauge because you can't just go do a straw poll of every baseball fan in the country. So it's a microcosm, I think, of, of baseball fans. I'm noticing, and sometimes with the writers too, is they're viewing the intentional brushback or the intentional hit batter, the brawls, as useless and tacky and bad for the sport. And I've always liked fights in baseball. And I feel like this kind of flies in the face of the way I normally view the sport is like I kind of, in, in all sports in general, I kind of like, you know, like be respectful, understand what you're doing, and you don't need to throw at guys intentionally. But there's something about the the beanball pitch when you know it's coming that I like. I don't know why, but I like it a lot. And the the Reds-Pirates brawl from probably a month ago now was, I think, the a huge crux of the people's argument of like Amir Garrett egging on the Pirates bench and charging the bench and all that kind of stuff. People just saying how silly it was and how stupid it was and how those two teams have been doing it all year, and it's it's moronic. And Clint Hurdle, the manager of the Pirates, old-school guy, keeps right. hitting the Reds, who have a, a younger manager, I forget his name, who is not exactly the same way. Um I'd, I'd like it. I don't know why, but it it kind of g- g- gets me all warm and bubbly inside when it happens. It's like a, it's something in baseball that I just have always adored. I don't know why. And it's the death metal in you coming out. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about it because part of me wants to agree with these writers who says it's stupid and childish, but part of me is like, ah, let them play. It's fun. No, I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's just part of the game. To you me, get that like autumn sweater feeling when it happens? Well, it's just, it, you know – it's just one of those things where you know that there's a cost for for what just happened, right? If if you you hit the ball out and you showboat, awesome. I'm all for that too. But there's a cost associated with it that you're going to wear one. And I like that. I like that the pitchers back up their hitters. I like that the hitters back up their their uh, guys on their team. I like that um, it's just – part of the game and it always has been and and i kind of like it i feel like if you're in the backyard and you're playing wiffle ball with your buddies and one of them's talking trash and he gets a little too frisky with the trash talk you're gonna dust him high and tight it's it's just part of the game yeah. and then after the game your buds again it's it's just how it works so i've never had a problem with it um are you noticing there seems to be more people Pushing back against. Yeah, and I think that's just the overall. And I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be. Oh, that's just society nowadays. But I, I think it just kind of is. You know, I think. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. Well, I, I, I don't know the other. I don't know why else there's pushback now. It's again, we brought up earlier. Baseball's been this way for 150 years. I mean, you used to have guys sharpen their spikes in the dugout and you take a hard slide and you're going to come up and, and spike somebody. I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying intentionally try to hurt anybody, but baseball has been played this way for a long time and it's never really been a problem. So why is it a problem now? Why are we getting that pushback now when you see somebody get hit and there's a fight for, 
for lack of a better word, it kind of feels, or lack of a better idea, it kind of feels the same as the first discussion that we had with the human element and the umpires. Yeah. Something about the rivalries that create these brawls adds to that human element of the sport. For the Reds and Pirates, for example, I mean, those are two teams that are not going anywhere in the NL Central, but for their fans, when they play each other, there's probably that extra edge for whatever. I don't know why the brawl started in the first place, but for whatever reason, it's there, and it adds a little something, right? As a Yankee fan, Yankees-Red Sox, I mean, it's been a lot less recently because a lot of the young guys don't have that same kind of angst against each other. But, I mean, the A-Rod-Jason Veritek infamous one where you know, he shoved his catcher's glove in his face and they hugged each other to the ground and stuff. And the Don Zimmer, Pedro Martinez thing. I mean, that was just part of that rivalry. Right. And when you went into a series with Boston or vice versa, if you're a Red Sox fan going into a series with New York, you knew that there was always a chance that it would topple over the edge. And that added a little bit to that series. So to me, that's part of the human element. That is a part of the spirit of the game. And that's included in this, sure. in my opinion. It- there, there was always – I think it brings something to the game to know that it, if you piss off Pedro Martinez, he's going to dust you with one. I, I think that's part of the game, and I like it. And if you uh, need to charge the mound and, and throw down with him, okay. I, I don't have a problem with that. And I agree with you. I, are we, I don't know. Are we just soft nowadays that we can't, we can't have that as part of the game? I think – I think the argument would be maybe not that. I think the people on that side would argue we've moved past that as a society, needing to exert machismo and violence to settle some sort of score. And, and I would argue that sports is probably and, – and maybe we have as a society. And, and I think – I mean, I think honestly we probably have. Well, right? and in society at large, that's probably a good thing. But I think sports is the one place we still need that. And by I, the way, your favorite sport's football, where everything is about machismo and violence and hitting right? the other person as hard as you absolutely can. I mean, I hate the Oakland A's, and I want the Mariners to hate the A's when they play them. I don't want them to be buddies. Do they? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot less of that. Like, And you brought it up yourself. Like, do the Yankees, in, in the 80s and 90s, I think the Yankees hated the Red Sox. I don't think they hate – do you think the Yankee Yankees play as players hate the Red Sox? No, I don't think so. I think Brett Gardner hates everybody, <laughs> but I, I think I think that the Yankees stopped hating the Red Sox when both teams got young at the same time. Sure, the last time they hated each other was A Rod and and Euclid and all that kind of stuff. Dustin Pedroia, that was kind of where it ended, and now it's to a different point, which well, could just mean you know baseball's changing well, in take, that way too. Take but. the Blazers in Oklahoma City, this playoff series that yes. just happened. Why? One of the things that made that series so good is there was legitimate bad feelings between the two teams. They don't like each other. Correct. You know, and what the what's the cool moment that everybody talks about, right? Dame Dame hits the three, and what's he do? He waves goodbye. Awesome. Yeah. Right. That was awesome. Why? <laughs> because I don't like you. I don't like you or your team. You're done. Go go away. And I think we miss that in sports. And walking around out on the street of Portland. I don't want that. I don't want somebody hating me because I'm fat or white or bald or tall or Jewish or whatever. But in sports, I think it's okay to hate you because you're an Oakland A. And if you hit a home run off of Felix Hernandez and I'm going to dust the next guy in the back, it's part of sports. And I think that's okay. And maybe I'm in the minority, but 
I think that's okay. And I think it's okay in sports to have that still because it adds that human element we talked about earlier. Did you notice how much Blazer fans and NBA fans not named Thunders, Thunders, Thunder, uh, loved the Damian Lillard wave, right? Yes. And I think it was almost like a, it was almost like a cry for help. Like we love this. Give us more of this. It's getting too diluted. It's getting too watered down and too sanitized. And we want some of that extra intensity. Yes. It was pure emotion. Yes. It was, it wasn't scripted. It wasn't done for a commercial. It wasn't done as part of a shoe endorsement. It was every single one of us that's played sports, whether you've played professionally or in college or high school or just out on the sandlot with your buddies, right? Every single one of us has been in that game where tempers flare and you hate the other guy. It's part of sports. And that's, you saw that out on the court with Damian Lillard waving goodbye. And I think that connects with all of us. We've all been there. And I agree with you. I think that makes it awesome. It's authentic. It's true emotion. And the fans want more of that because I think in general we see less of that in society for sure. But in sports in general, I think we see less of that as well. Better you today. Text line 55305. Got some good texts coming in. We'll get to those next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 919 on The Fan. Better you today. Text line is 55305. RJ's in. Throwing at a batter intentionally should only be allowed in the National League because if you don't have the balls to go stand up at the plate after doing that, you shouldn't get a chance. You know, now, and I am I am definitely pro DH, uh, 100% pro DH, but I do agree with that with that statement that I think uh, I think pitchers that throw at other guys should have to stand up there and take the take the heat too. This text was on the other side and says education and nobody wants to see a dude die at the plate arguing against you know beating players. Look, I don't want I don't want people to go head hunting. Stay away from the head. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 100%. When, when you see players go after the head, it's kind of like, Ugh. That's bush league. Don't I do mean, that. You, I mean, again, people die. But these guys have pinpoint control most of the time. You can you can plant one between the two and the four in their back. Or hit them in the butt or whatever and just Right. They know it's intentional. Right. You don't need to go head hunting. And yeah, education has gone up and it it's not necessarily as barbaric of a sport. All sports are less barbaric. I mean, even football is less barbaric than it used to be. Still pretty barbaric, though. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's the argument against it. And I, I get it. Look, I, I'm not saying I don't understand the opposition to it. I just still feel like it should be part of the game. Sure. It's almost – your brother argued with me about this with the robot umpire thing for two segments when we brought it up the original time. And he was like, no one has a logical reason why they don't want this. And I said, you know what? You might be right, but I just know deep down that it's going to hurt the sport. And I don't necessarily know why yet, but I feel like if you watched it happen, it would slowly hurt the sport. And he's like, but that's not a real reason. And I'm like, that's my opinion, though. That's what? my that's my reason for not wanting it. Right. I understand your side and all the points. They make sense. They're logical. They're salient points. But what's logical about sports? Nothing. What's logical about being a fan? What's logical about life? It is it is absolutely ridiculous. I am 45 years old, and it is absolutely ridiculous that I spend my time watching guys I don't know try to hit a baseball. And when they can't do it, it pisses me off, and it puts me in a bad mood, and I'm grumpy. 
I mean, I'm literally grumpy because Kyle Seager can't hit a baseball. That's ludicrous. He's been hitting a little better. He's been red hot the last little bit. But in a <laughs> in a classic Ichiro uh, move, uh, he's red hot in August when we're 40 games under 500. How about trying that in April, Kyle? Well, if he did, he'd still be 40 games under 500. Right. Um, but th- that's not logical. It's it, Sports isn't logical. So I understand what my brother's saying with that. But since when do we follow sports for logic? We follow sports because it's emotion. And it's fun, and it's an escape, and it's passionate, and it's it's not scripted, and you don't know what's going to happen, and you know you can do all the analysis you want. I can give you all the I can give you all the stats in the world, Mike. I can lay down every single number. You can have numbers on the other side, and the bottom line is when Felix Hernandez stands on the mound and throws the pitch, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and that's awesome. There's there's also this is something I've noticed in relation to the shift. Uh, which I wasn't going to bring up as a controversial topic, but we could talk about it if, if it interests you. Um, I listen to the Yankees radio call sometimes because if the game's on in the afternoon and I'm driving into work, I'll put it on my phone. I've got MLB TV and I can listen to the radio call. John Sterling's like 9,000 years old and he's the Yankees guy. He's the Yankees win, the Yankees win guy, if you don't know him by name. And I mean, he just hates the shift. And every time someone hits a single the opposite way when there's nobody there, he just sits there and goes, oh, why is nobody playing on that side of the field? Who cares what the analytics say? That was the same. And it's like, I get that super old baseball person feels that way, but analytics does have a place in the game because that to me doesn't remove the emotion. The emotion is still there, even though there's someone shifting to the right side of the infield or the left side of the infield. Um, when you start doing some of the things we've been talking about and removing that, that's when the emotion goes away and you just start getting cut and dry. Here's a result enjoy it or not you know so that's just the way i look at it this text says spock is logical but kirk was the captain (laughs) i like that as a trekkie myself i appreciate that text that's well played i'm not a trekkie but i have seen the new star trek movies the new three or four of them or whatever and i i enjoyed that as well um and this guy comes back the guy who said you don't want to see people die as long as there aren't headshots thumbs up with you guys yeah because yeah. you don't want to lose that extra flair and, and emotion from the sport. No, I don't want. I don't want guys getting hurt. That's that's not what we're saying here. But I think there's nothing wrong with getting knocked down once in a while. So shifts slash analytics. That's the last controversial topic that I, that I can think of before we move into maybe a fair follow with Joe. Maybe not. Oh, he's got one. Okay. Um, is he paying attention in there? No. Rumor is he's drafting. Yeah. Is there a truth to that? I've heard that it, maybe he's picked number four in his is Rick and Morty a, fantasy is football. Is there a league. draft going on right now? Uh, there may be a draft. I might have my pick uh, coming up next. Now, uh, I, what pick? What number are you? Four. And who are you looking at? How about here? that as a random guess? By the way, I had no idea. Oh, I thought you knew. I yeah. just guessed fourth. I thought you saw the draft order like before it started. That was that is kind of weird. Um, right now I need some wide receiver help. At number four? Yeah, I well, went, I'm assuming he's already had a couple picks. Yeah, two of the three oh, okay. went to running back. Oh, okay. So uh, gonna who's gonna available? I'm looking at uh, Chris Godwin, Stephon Diggs, Brandon Cooks. I think I'm going Godwin. Godwin the, or Cooks? Godwin's yeah. getting a lot of pub oh, this year. My time to draft. Uh-oh, Mike off. Sorry. Oh, boy. Joe's out. <laughs> I did a full auction draft on primetime <laughs> one day. During because, the show? Yeah. I, I have a fight with my league all, all the time. I'm the only one who lives on the West Coast. So I'm at the mercy of all the East Coast people in their time zone. 
And they're like, it's 7 o'clock at night they were doing this draft. What do you care? And I'm like, no, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're doing it on a Monday, you morons. <laughs> and they always put out all these dates, and I'm like, please do it on a Saturday or Sunday, and everyone picks Monday or Tuesday. And I'm like, ah! So then the commissioner texts me and goes, Mike, you're the only one who didn't pick that date. And I was like, well, it's because I'm going to be at work. Right. And I was like, as long as you're okay with pausing it every once in a while, then that's fine. Yeah, if they give you a, a chance to. I just will type in the chat, hey, pause real quick. I go and do an update or something, and then I'm right back to drafting. All right. Uh, All so, ships right. and analytics, what do you got? Who'd All you right. get? Win, win, uh, Godwin. Okay. okay. But I have another pick coming up in five more picks. He's, so. Godwin's getting a lot of pub this year. A lot of guys like him. Well, I'm hoping that uh, Mike Evans absorbs those double teams, and that frees up uh, Godwin to catch uh, a lot of balls and put Probably up Probably wise to steer clear of Diggs since he's already hurt. Right. And is always hurt. And he may be on my fantasy team, and I'm not happy about it already. Take Adam Thielen, not Stephon Diggs. He's gone. Thielen's gone? Yeah, he's, he's our right. long right. gone. Uh, quickly, analytics shifts. Controversial topic. People hate it because it feels less like natural baseball. How do you feel? Um, I, I'm not going to say I hate it. This is, again, I, I lean to be old school. I, that's, that's normally uh, the kind of the, the side of the argument I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand on. Um, I don't love it, but I'm, I'm definitely the guy that says, well, figure out, just hit it the other way. I mean, figure out how to beat the shift. I mean, and, and Kyle, we joke, I joke about Kyle Seeger all the time. I think the shift has ruined Kyle Seeger. Kyle, once they started shifting on him two years ago, He's been atrocious, hmm. I, and I think it's in his head, and I don't think uh, – I think it kills him as a hitter, and that's just me watching him over the course of 162 games. But hit it the other way. You're telling me – I mean, they've been – they used to try to shift against Ted Williams. It didn't work. Why? Because Teddy Ballgame would hit it the other way. They didn't do it after that. And so I think it – they do it because it works. Yep. And I'd, I'd rather just as a traditionalist – I don't like seeing the the bastardized six guys on one side of the infield. I don't like that visually. It bothers me. I don't like when a guy hits what would be a clean single uh, out into right field and, you know, the the, the ninth so- the extra softball guy's out there and he makes the play. The one that bothers me the most is when they sh- shift and the guy right behind second base yeah. gets a single up the middle and it's just a ground out. I, don't like, yeah. I don't like that. But, again, you put your defensive players where you want to put them. And it's up to the hitter to figure out how to beat it. it, it and then, so I get it, but I'm not a huge fan of it. But I'm not I'm not going to rail against it either. If that if that answers your question in a long winding way around it, I'm more of an old school guy too. But this is actually where I'm more new school in that sense. Is I love the shift. Yeah. I mean, you're using tech. You're using the stats available to you and the technology available to you to have a better chance to win. I mean, if Chris Davis with a C, is coming up and hitting 85% of his ground balls to the right side, of course you're going to put all the guys on the right side. You'll give up random three singles if you get most of him, most of those ground balls out, right? Instead of giving up 15 singles, you're giving up three. So over the course of the season, sure, you might be annoyed if he hits one the other way, but generally it's going to work. True. So as long as what you're doing is legal in the game, and it is, I, then right. do it. I, I get, and that's that's kind of where I am. I get why you do it. I get what the numbers say, and by and large, it works more often than it doesn't. Um, Again, I'm not a fan of it, per se, but I'm more along the lines of, you know, put your big boy pants on and figure out how to hit it the other way. They're they're giving you the whole left side of the infield, Kyle. Just bunt it over there. Hit it over there. (laughs) Figure out a 
You know, we're paying you a lot of money. Figure out how to hit it over there. I remember earlier this season, Brett Gardner, some team started shifting on him, and he just, like a clinic, hit three of the next four balls, opposite field ground balls, and he'd look at the dugout and go, why are they shifting on me? (laughs) And then you get a fast guy on base, and he's stealing second, and all of a sudden it's like, why did you do that? Now, not to go off topic here, but can we all agree that Brett Gardner's head is really weird looking? Yes. It yes, a, we can. It is a weirdly shaped bald head. Yes. As like absolutely. Like when I first shaved my head, that's what I didn't want. Like I didn't want to look like that <laughs> because it looks weird. Yeah. If I have, if I ever lose my hair and have to shave my head, I've got a weird scar from when I ran into a windowsill with the back yeah. of my head. I'm gonna have a weird looking bald head and if his, I go bald. He's got a giant. Four, it's like a five head. It's it's a big, huge forehead. And it's weird, and it's just, and he shaves it like with a razor, so there's no hair on it. He should let a little stubble grow. I think it would take some of the weirdness out of it, but that bothers me. Brett Gardner's head shape bothers me. He does have the very large amount of back of the head neck wrinkles too. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It doesn't look good. If he was on another team, he could grow facial hair, which would probably make it look less insane. Okay. By the way, the other thing: when are, are the Yankees ever going to give that up? Probably not. Is that just they'll never give that up? They've loosened it a little bit, but generally I think no. How about we quit worrying about robot ups and we let some of the Yankees grow a goatee? How about we let that happen? Come on. No, They've made exceptions. No facial Didn't hair. Goose Gossage have a mustache for the Yankees? That's ridiculous. Didn't he? I don't uh, remember. No, I don't think I don't I don't think they've ever had that, have they? No, I don't know. They, they, I, I remember specifically letting some people have something, one random little bit of facial hair. I can't remember who it was. Someone was known for their facial hair, and they let them keep a little bit. Might have been Johnny Damon, because Johnny Damon was like caveman, and then he had to play for the Yankees and had to go all, 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 all clean. All I know is that that's ridiculous. All right, we got a break. Coming up next, it's time for fourth. But first, Joe has sports and fantasy at the same time. Is it fair? Oh, my that's goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, John. Fair or foul? Have you done this with us before? I have done fair or foul. So you know the rules. For those who are listening for the first time, hello. Thank you for joining us. Better you today. Text lines 55305. And we are getting a lot of people texting in that apparently the Yankees facial hair policy does allow mustaches. Cool. Because, you know, Goose obviously wore one, but apparently you can wear a mustache but uh, no other facial hair, which is weird. That's that's old school as old school gets right Don't there, like right? it. Buttoned up old school baseball. Uh, the fair or foul segment here, Joe will ask us both opinion and trivia-based questions, and we have to say fair or foul and give our reasons or guess the correct answer. So, Joe, what do you have for us on this fine Wednesday evening? All right. So let's start this thing. Ugh, I have four picks until my turns, you guys. <laughs> this is just brutal. Okay. So yeah, no one's listening anyway. You'll be, you'll be <laughs> fine. So we have um, a lot of people hitting home runs, scoring runs, bringing runs in, in this season from all over the majors. But fair or foul, 
The top five RBI leaders in the MLB are all in the National League. Really? Uh? Fair what? Foul. So the top foul. five RBI guys are all in the National League. Um, It just hmm. doesn't seem right. It seems weird. Yeah. I'm thinking. But because it's so weird, it must be true. Right. You're going the opposite. Like he's, it's so wrong. It's definitely right. Yeah. But see, Joe also will do the, the triple trick. And he'll get you thinking that way, but it'll be one AL guy who's fifth. Uh, he's crafty. He's crafty, that he's Joe a crafty Fish. One. Mm-hmm. He also is trying to get us to think about this hard because he's got a pick now and two picks probably. You're right, two and picks. He, and we're look at I've got a fantasy My football God. brain on me. Jeez. Uh and we're stalling for him too. Um I'm trying to think of what teams are scoring the most runs. It'd be the Astros, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Twins, and the AL. And if any of those guys on those teams would be leaders in, in RBI. Now, for the Astros, most of their big-name guys have been hurt at times throughout the year, so they're probably not at the top. The Twins, I feel like, are spread out pretty evenly, right? Nelson Cruz maybe leaves them in RBIs. The Red Sox, maybe it's Rafael Devers because he's been absolutely on fire this year. Yankees, I feel like they've had too many injuries to really have somebody be there the entire year and get that many RBIs. Maybe LeMahieu was up there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say foul, and there's one or two AL guys in the top five. I'm going to go with Joe is a crafty one, and it seems so weird that it must be true. And I'm going to say that's fair. They're all in the National League. But I'm going to guess it's close. It'll be one of those where, like, it's, like it's one, one RBI. RBI away. You know, John is uh, new to this game, second or third time playing it, but he's uh, he's catching on. Top five ML uh, RBI leaders. Uh, let me get this pulled up. Freddie Freeman, number one, and Anthony Rendon tied at 114. Uh, Josh Bell, um, and sorry, I don't have the first name. Escobar for Arizona. Eduardo Escobar. Eduardo Escobar. I didn't know he had you. that many. Holy crap. 112. What? Or excuse me, 110. What? <laughs> yeah. And then Nolan Arenado, 108. Who's the first AL guy? Uh, first AL guy right after him would be Rafael Devers. With how many? A uh, hundred and seven. So very close. It's the Price is Right one dollar bid, Bob. And I think Nolan Arenado got an RBI in the game today, which probably pushed him over the edge. <laughs> All right, that was a great one, Joe. I'm actually very surprised by that. Eduardo Escobar is that many RBIs? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have. I would have never guessed that. Imagine if the Twins still had him. What do you got? Okay, so that takes care of a fact-based one onto an opinion-based one. Is it your pick yet? By the way. Oh, I just uh, made my pick. Can I, we we hear who you got? Duke Johnson. Oh. I needed some running back help. And be careful. They did go get Carlos Hyde, though. Okay. Could be their new number one. Uh, I feel like Duke Johnson will get the, the receptions. He will. If it's a PPR league, that's a good move. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, and, like, uh, I feel like to be should... honest, I'm trying to stall because I didn't know that they got Carlos Hyde also. <laughs> I feel so... like you guys, you should have guys named Duke on your team. It's a great name. Um, all right. to be named Duke or Prince? Duke. Me too. On to the Mets. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. They blew a seventh run lead in the ninth. And they really haven't done anything since their little hot streak. Um, And especially after last night's debacle, I know that they won tonight. But uh, fair or foul, Mets, you're out on them. Fair. I was out on them when they were on their hot streak. (laughs) (laughs) This is not sustainable. Have you seen the Mets? Yeah. Have you seen that team? Have you seen their lineup? I knew it wasn't sustainable. Uh, they are currently, if I check the wildcard standing real quick, 
They are currently four and a half games out of the second wildcard spot, but they have three teams ahead of them in the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, and the Brewers. The Mets are the last team that's still in it. After them, the Giants are eight and a half back, so they're they're done. Um, let's let's be honest. We look in the AL and we say the Red Sox are five and a half back. Are they really in the wildcard race, in your opinion? <sighs> not really. No. So the Mets, not. one game closer, three games and three teams in between them. Yeah, that's fair. The Mets are not in it anymore. No, I agree. Much to the chagrin of my good uh, friend Jose, who's a Mets fan, may or may not be listening right now. Uh, the Mets are out. I'm out on them. They're they're not getting in. Uh, this is brutal, you guys. All right, so uh, Verlander, Justin, he threw a no-hitter the other night. And I, used to, I used to like him a lot. His third of his career. I used to like him, too. I don't anymore. Me either. I hate him. Although um, I'm, I'm happy he's got Kate Upton for him. So. Uh, good for him. Yeah, lucky him. I'm yeah, third no-hitter, only the sixth guy. So stoked for to him. To ever throw three or more no-hitters. How That's huge. So um, we've seen more of Justin Verlander than we wanted to as well. So Justin Verlander, he obviously uh, hit uh, through the no hitter. Just enough. You had Garrett Cole the very next night. Have a very good night on the mound as well. Um, Maybe he got 10 or 11 K's in that game. Right. The next night. Right. Um, so fair foul. Uh, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, now number one and two in strikeouts in the major leagues. In the major leagues. Uh. I do. I think Garrett Cole is number one, um, if I remember correctly. And I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's anybody else in baseball this year who's had K numbers like that staff has had. I think Charlie Morton's had a lot of strikeouts, but nowhere near the amount that Verlander probably has. Um, Lucas Giolito has a lot, I think. I think Matthew Boyd on the Tigers has a lot. Scherzer's been hurt, so it's probably not him. Um, Chris Sale had a lot, but now he's hurt, so he's probably not not near there anymore. Kershaw's doing great, actually. I'll, you know what? I'll say fair. I'll say fair. I, I can't have, think of who else it would be. Yeah, my dumpster fire of a fantasy baseball team does feature one Justin Verlander, so I have paid more attention to him than I normally would have. I know he's one of the top two, and I know Garrett Cole is really close. So I'm going to go the opposite here and say that Joe is not trying to trick us. And I'm going to say fair. Those are the top two strikeout guys in baseball right now. It is fair. I thought you were tricking me at first and you were going to go foul. But no, sticking to your guns and what you know in this game. John might have figured me out in this fair or foul. <laughs> Already? Already. Took two, well, to be took fair, two you're, games. Dis- you're distracted. So Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. And just a quick last one for fun. Uh, fair or foul, on, uh, in 1993, the Indians got no hit by a guy that only had one hand. Fair. And, that, and it happened on this today. very date. Yes. Yeah, the great September Jim 4th, Abbott. 1993, Jim Abbott. For the New York Yankees. Yankees. So you, you can't have facial hair, but you only need one hand to play for the Yankees. Absolutely. Yeah. What a great story. I saw that, so I thought I'd throw that in there because, yeah, who would have thunk it? Now, yeah. I, I don't remember watching that game because I was four years old when it happened. But uh, Gosh, you're, I'm old. <laughs> I was in college. Yeah, well, I was born in 1989. So yeah, well, I your... was in college, and I do remember when that happened, and uh, and mostly because – I'm pretty sure that the following day I went out and bought a bunch of Jim Abbott rookie cards because I thought that they would 
go up in value and I could retire on them someday. So if anybody wants a Jim Abbott rookie card, I got a box of them at home somewhere. I'll try to mail you one. Hey, hold on to those things. They're like Bitcoin. They'll explode. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Jim Abbott cards coming back around. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about where is Jim Abbott these days. I wonder what Jim Abbott's doing. I don't know. You don't hear about that guy ever. He doesn't, I don't ever see him on the card show circuit or signing autographs or doing anything. I wonder what old Jimmy Abbott's doing these days. Well, if he's signing autographs. Let's hope he's a lefty. <laughs> That is uh that is interesting. You're right. I haven't seen a lot from him. I'm sure he's done like old timers day or done something like that, right? Maybe he just wanted to be private after that. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, I was curious. So Garrett Cole has two hundred and sixty six strikeouts. That is number one in Major League Baseball. Verlander is two fifty seven, number two. Then there's a twenty four strikeout difference to number three. Now, can you guess who number three is? Joe might know because he lives. I was going to say, I, I know. So Now he's a young pitcher who shares a name with a pop star <laughs> to make it really easy I mean, for you. Yeah, I was going to say, if that doesn't oh. give it away. All right. They're Bieber. Yeah, Shane Bieber on the Indians. 233. Right. Trevor Bauer, 228. Jacob DeGrom, 220. Where's that? Didn't that kid in Detroit have a bunch of strikeouts? Matthew Boyd too? is right after him, CL 219. Yeah. Sale, 218. Strasburg, 215. Giolito, I guess sort of, right? 210. And Charlie Martin, 209. Look at look at that. I got a couple of guys in the top 10. That makes me oh, proud. Mariner, 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 Mariner. What? Mariner. Who was Mar Who are Mariners? Mariners. I'm looking for a Mariner. Oh, I'm scrolling, all, scrolling. Yeah. I'm all the way scrolling. down here to a three-way tie for 25th before we get a Marco Gonzalez appearance. All right, I'll take that. Tied right. for 25th. That is your fair foul, fellas. All right, thanks, Joe. Was that just the American League you were looking at? Because 25th is Jose Barrios. Oh, dang it. At 169. Look, just let me have this. Tied for 25th in the, Amer in the American League West. Yeah, awesome. Oh, boy. All right, coming up next, we'll wrap this sucker up. This is the Hot Corner on the Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Final segment here of this hot corner after dark with Mike and John and Joe today. Patrick should be back next week. Show's gone by quick, Mike. Yeah. I was a little worried I was going to get sleepy this late at night, but I feel good. I mean, knowing I've talked to you about this on the phone, you are a late stayer upper. I do. I like to stay up late at night. Again, you don't know what's happening late at night unless you stay up. That's exactly right. <laughs> Although the last uh, last couple of months, I've been I've been faltering a little bit. I've been on the couch watching TV, and then I'm like awake an hour later going oh crap <laughs> i i take a hard I failed. yeah i take a hard my my kids and wife give me a hard time because i'm prone to falling asleep so uh if i'm downstairs watching a game chances are i'll doze off for an inning or two and, <laughs> and then uh and then you are awake at night so they're not giving me full night owl credit because i'm taking a little nap in the middle there yeah so I've, i used to be like i could be up till midnight or one i'll be fine and now it's like 10 30 and then I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm like, ah, crap. Right. I'm getting older, John. It I'm happens, Mike. It happens to us all. I turned 30, and now I can't stay up to midnight anymore. We, uh, on 4th of July this year, we we decided to, we were going to stay up and try to binge watch Stranger Things. Okay. The new season came out. Eight episodes, right? Yeah. It started out midnight. Or six episodes? Uh, 4th of July, midnight. And so my wife and I were, like, going to stay up and, and binge watch it. And we had the whole thing. We were ready to go and, like... Like, you know, normally you're in your mind. I'm thinking like, oh, piece of cake. I can do this. Right? Piece of cake. 
like end of episode two, I'm like head bobbing on the couch and I'm like, <laughs> like we're like, should we start episode three? And I'm like, oh, I'll never make it. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never make it. So I felt pretty old. It was like two thirty in the morning. We got like halfway into episode three and we crapped out. It was. It was pretty sad. I, I can't watch things like that with my wife because she is the prone to fall asleep no matter where she's sitting. And it, as long as she's comfortable, she falls asleep. Sure. So if we're watching a show and she's got a blanket on it, she gets warm. She might make it an episode or two. And then I look over and she's sleeping. And it's I'm out. like, at some cases, I'm like, really? It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Right. Come on. Right. But if I try to wake her up, then she gets really angry. And it's just like, all right, let her sleep. She'll wake up when she wakes up, but th this is a totally random, strange story. She apparently there's a show with um, Action Bronson. Do you know who that is? No. He's like a really Joe knows who that is. He's like a really kind of looks like you, John, with really? a beard. Yeah, he's kind of got a little bit of a John Sukanik going on. He's like a social media rapper guy. Action Bronson. Yeah, he uh, he d he started the show on Viceland where they watch the show Ancient Aliens. You know the History Channel show, the one that's like. Got all the goofy memes about it. Yeah. And it's them and his friends getting high watching it together. The show was terrible. <laughs> okay. It was terrible. But my wife and I were, like, watching it, more interested in what the Ancient Aliens episode was instead of their stupid stuff on top of it. They were like, let's try it. We'd never watched it. We put it on. She fell asleep in 25 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, I was actually kind of interested. And it, it, the show is kind of stupid, right? And you kind of have, there's jokes about it. I get it. But you know, it was kind of interesting just to see what they were talking about. I looked over, she was out. And I was like, yeah, so Ancient Alien is not your thing. And she was like, I was easy sleeping fodder right there for me. <laughs> Way too easy to fall asleep to. He does have a mighty beard. Look at that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's one of those things. You know, Viceland has that show with um, Two Chains. And yes. he goes around and does those, like, really expensive things. Uh -huh. uh, your brother's talked about it, so yep, maybe he's talked about it I with know you. that show. They're doing this thing where they have famous people do things and that's supposed to be entertaining i don't know why but that's supposed to be entertaining <laughs> what else are you gonna watch on tv besides people do things right you're watching someone watch something right? that's what that show's thing was and I, I was not a big fan of that but yeah so sl sleeping as you get older on the couch is very comfortable but it's cutting into my fun sports and binge watching tv time no bueno all right we got to get going here pretty soon thank you very much john for coming in and also thank you i wanted to throw this out there you brought us a little gift, a uh, a coaster from well, Cooperstown. You know, uh, you guys do the whole beer podcast thing. Yes, we and do. And I figured, what better? You know, I was in Cooperstown for the Edgar's induction. Uh, I'm a souvenir guy. I like to bring stuff back for my friends. Uh, I thought, what better uh, thing to bring back for the Beers Are Us podcast uh, than a little coaster? It's the 2019 National Baseball Hall of Fame induction with Baines, Halliday, Martinez, Mucina, Rivera. And Smith on it. Thank you very much. You're very I'm welcome. I'm very happy Mike. that it's got Mo and Moose on it as well. Makes makes the uh, the heart grow fonder. And it's got Edgar for you. And it's got Edgar. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's always a blast to come a fun, in and talk baseball. Fun, very fast show. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, we will be back next week. Patrick and I. The show is moving to eight to ten until the end of the Ducks regular season. The Oregon coaches show will be from seven to eight every single Wednesday. And when the season ends, we'll go back to being a 7 to 9 p.m. show on Wednesday night. Playoffs are coming soon. That's when we get really, really excited. And last year, that gave us the moment, or two years ago, of Patrick and I watching our own teams playing each other on air. And it was fantastic. Plus, the Yankees won. We got to go. 
Ducks Insider next. We'll see you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.